Are you good? Are we good? Are you good? Good to go? All right, we'll count it down. Five, four, three. All right, all right, all right. Leslie here coming in hot with this breath. (sighs) (laughs) (laughs) Introducing Chris coming in hot, looking like Seth. What does that even mean? <laughs> Seth Rogen, you know, because the fluffy puff. You guys have similar fluffy puffs. You're saying my hair looks similar to a Jufro? Pretty much. <laughs> this is what you prepared for? <laughs> God. Good evening, podcasters. Hello, everyone. And we want to thank you again for joining us on episode six in season one of the Cresley Pod. As always, brought to you again by thinkthendo.com. Be sure to check out. There's going to be a merch drop within the next 10 to 20 days. We got some new cool artwork coming out. All the artwork is actually pretty neat. Now, depending on the artist you're going to have created, it might you know, direct it in a different direction. I don't know. What am I trying to say here? Because, the you know, every artist is different. So you can pick one. We should actually try that. Pick two artists for the same photo. For the same thing. I was see, thinking that. See what it looks like. I think it'd be sweet. Because, yeah, there's so many different styles. I wanted to give them, like, a paragraph or, like, a blurb of something. Descriptive stuff. And then see what they come up with. But I think two two paintings or images would be a sweet sweet style. Let's Pretty try affordable. It out. Um, but yeah, so you know, again, this is episode six. So we are here sitting at the dining room table. Leslie finally has her new mic. Uh, so hopefully, the sound quality is just even better, and you could really hear how she enunciates and breathes. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, we got a jam-packed episode we are excited to share. Um, just really getting into it. One of the things I really wanted to focus on refining this week is uh, is something I came across last year. And it really helps me with maintaining my weight and, and really knowing what exactly to eat. So what is it? Well, first off, I want to give a shout-out to the person who showed me this max it's called the pe diet by ted naiman so does this stand for physical education no okay no it it stands for protein over energy diet and really it, it it really is just that it's just taking the actual factual numbers uh, on your nutritional panels and taking your protein and dividing it by your energy. So what would those numbers look like, assuming that there are numbers, since you did say dividing? Yeah. So it's, you know, we have a pack of... So, of course, we have our lovely bag of oreos do which you, we keep handy do you say of course because because these this is a nece- like a necessary item to have in your pantry for those important you know cheat days or you know days where it's raining out 
Yeah, if you're looking for a recipe, we buy Oreo ice cream and then we add additional Oreos into them or we make yogurt. Real original. (laughs) (laughs) We make yogurt and it's super healthy and then we Mm -hmm. will throw Oreos on top of it. Or we melt chocolate, dip strawberries in it, blend the Oreos up, and we even sprinkle the Oreos on the... I mean, if you're looking for Oreo recipes... This is the place to get them. Yeah. We got that air fryer coming in April 30th, and our plan is to do fried Oreos. Now, Chris, mm-hmm. back to you. Yeah. You know, it's skipping ahead a little because of the, the fried Oreos. You know, that was going to be a surprise. When the we PE diet. So back to the PE diet. All right. So we have our Oreos here. You look at the nutritional panel in the back. It has... Total, and remember, with the PE diet, it's protein over energy. Energy is just things your body uses for energy. So your body either uses fats or carbohydrates. It's, it prefers carbohydrates first and then fats. But anyways, I digress. So you take your three main macros. and Which are? Which are your fats carbohydrates and protein Mm -hmm. and you first start off by adding your energy together which is your fat plus carbohydrates so seven grams of fat on an oreo and 25 grams of carbohydrates which equals 32 so just so we're clear the three macros are fats carbohydrates and protein now this is the pe diet which is protein over energy, mm-hmm. PE. So you're dividing that. So yeah. the, f- the energy portion of these macros are going to be fats and carbs. Combined. So we're adding those two together. Whatever number we get, the Oreos have 27 plus 7, was it? Uh, it was 7 plus 25, so it was 32. So 32 divided by how much protein is in that? And there is exactly <laughs> one gram of protein okay, and in that's, a serving. And then how many Oreos is a serving? Is it three? Three Oreos per serving. Of course I knew that. I eat the Oreos yep. often. So mm-hmm. I'm looking at these serving sizes. So those numbers, energy divided by protein or protein divided by energy, I guess it would make a difference, right? Yes. Protein has to be on top. Okay. What is the number? 0.03. And that number means? That number means that you are getting all energy. And so the point of it is you want your numbers when you're shopping, when you're going through the grocery store, that kind of stuff. You want your numbers to be close to one or more than one. So that's a range, right? Close to one or more than one. Close to one or more than one's ideal because then, because it... Is there a range? That's the range. Just one. One. And below one. And a little bit under one and definitely over one. Okay. So it's better to have foods that are above one. Yes. Or 0.9 or 0.89. Yep. But, but at point, one point are point they... zero three means it's terrible. Okay. And by terrible, it just means that it's all energy. Like, that's it. I mean, it, it depends on the circumstance. But if a person is eating a diet that is mostly energy 
the fact is is that they will start to look like energy what does energy look like energy usually looks like have you ever seen a muffin yes have you ever seen the top of a muffin Mm-hmm. And then have you ever put a person in a pair of tight jeans with a muffin top? <laughs> Didn't we just have that conversation not too long ago? Yeah. Where you're like, you guys, you guys are not big people. But just, you only look big when you wear clothes that are too tight for you. Because then exactly. it just makes everything fall out. Yeah. So, I'm just saying, and it's no offense to anybody else or anything. Like, we've all been there. Having a, having a muffin top and stuff, it's fine. That's it's okay, but it's that's what ener- that's what a high energy diet looks like. Like I remember when I was a vegetarian, I was looking a lot like energy because all I was eating was macaroni and cheese with extra cheese, and then I also ordered a saganaki, which is fried cheese on the side. Saganaki, my first time eating it was actually with you in Greek Town in Chicago mm-hmm. when we lived there. And it's actually pretty darn good. Oh, it's fantastic. It's so good. They put lime or lemon yep. on cheese. Who and would have thought? And, and what do you say when they light on fire? Wepa! Wepa, wepa. No, that's Mexican. They, they say, say? Opa. <laughs> opa. Dude, so close. Wepa. <laughs> yeah, um, so back to the PE diet. So back to the PE diet. The point is, is that I use this, just this quick calculation tool up and down the grocery store, especially when I'm looking to get something a little bit risky. It, it really just stops me from buying something I shouldn't. But again, all of this comes with like, you gotta be. You gotta want it. Yeah, you gotta restrain yourself sometimes. Like if it was the perfect world, I could eat as much pasta as I want, or as much bagels as I want, as many Oreos as I need. You know, but it, it, life isn't fair. Um, but yeah, that was that was really what I wanted wanted to just I want to focus on on that because <laughs> the other important part is that regardless of e- if you have the eating down right or all that kind of stuff, it's you you won't be able to see any results if there's no exercise. So exercising is the other key thing. It's like you got your diet right. But if you want your muscles to pop, if you want to also feel good with the additional energy and all that stuff, you got to exercise. With that being said, I would like to transition to something that I think is equally as important as that. Not more important, not less important, equally as important. So, have you heard about that new drug that just came out? Which new drug? So, I'm surprised you haven't heard about it. I mean... Which new drug? Well, it helps you live longer. Okay. It enhances your memory. All right. Makes you more creative. What? Yeah. Makes you more beautiful. What? Exactly. Do you want it already? Yeah, I want it. All right. That's not it. Hold on. It keeps you slim. All right, I know what it is. Lowers your food cravings. Protects you from cancer and dementia. Countdown. All right, I know. Three, two, two one. Cocaine. Ah, sleep. Oh, <laughs> sleep. I was wrong. You know, what's interesting is that that drug will do the exact opposite. Really? 
Yeah, I mean, we're talking sleep and you're talking cocaine. Those have the opposite oh. effects from what I've known. Yeah, I never touched this stuff. Well, it doesn't help with sleep. You don't have I to... definitely don't think it's, it helps with sleep. People, people, you don't have to touch the drug to learn about the drug. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> people, people. All right, but sleep. <laughs> sleep does all these things. No mm-hmm. joke, no lie, no BS. This is real. There are over 170,000 scientific studies that prove this. That's a lot of studies. It's a lot of studies. And, I mean, what do you feel like when you don't sleep? I feel like trash. I feel sluggish. I'm a little bit more anxious. My work is scattered. Uh, My communication with you sucks normally. And, yeah, there's really no, I'm not set up for the day. So when I'm tired, I'm definitely irritable. Mm -hmm. Um, And there is extremely decreased capacity to handle anything that life throws my way. Right? Sounds like the same for you. Yeah. I guarantee you everybody else out there would say the exact same thing. Yeah, I would say over the last couple... Well, definitely this... The last couple years, we've really prioritized sleep. And we know what we're like without it. And we're, and what's cool too is like we actually start to get tired around like eight thirty, nine o'clock now, and that kind of stuff too. And we just turn off the electronics, get the get the dogs ready, get the. Yeah, one thing I wouldn't suggest house dark is doing your nightly routine at nine p.m. You know, I was really tired yesterday at around eight, and started cleaning up the house and then at 9 p.m. I went to wash my face then do all the face creams and boom bright light from my mirror desk (laughs) (laughs) next thing you know I find myself awake until you know later than intended so I won't be doing that anymore it's like 30,000 lumens (laughs) it's terrible it's crazy but there are a lot of functions of the brain that are restored buy and depend on sleep so memory is huge so if you're yeah. learning yep like one of the things i learned is like for instance your your brain cleans itself at night during the sleeping portion right and when it's cleaning itself it uses cerebral spinal fluid to get away all the debris and the plaque and the crevices and your brain actually shrinks so this fluid can rush through and knock away all the debris Turns out that that plaque, if left untouched or not properly cleaned, causes dementia and Alzheimer's and all that stuff. But the important part is like all of that stuff really gets wiped away in the later stages of sleep, which happens in the seventh, sixth, seventh, eighth hour of uninterrupted sleep. Well, it's deep sleep. Deep sleep, but it's, and this is non sedative sleep, so you're not taking a sleeping pill, you're not drinking before bed or any of this kind of stuff or smoking weed, unless it's CBD, uh, before bed, it's it has to be uninterrupted deep sleep. Mm-hmm. Now, I feel like this is where that saying, if I only knew then what I know now, comes into play. Because I remember being 23, 24, up until I was 27 years old, bartending. Oh, yeah. And you remember, you would come visit me. You know, I would start my shift sometimes at 6 p.m. and I'd get out of there at 3 a.m. I remember hated visiting you because I'm like, 
I'm missing out on my deep sleep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, and unfortunately, I got caught up because it was pretty darn lucrative, if I may say so myself. Mm-hmm. So, not going to lie, you guys, I, I remember when I worked on Wednesdays in Dyer, and it was just me handling a bar full of 60 people, regulars, they had like this white collar side that the white collar business owners would sit on. And then they had like the blue collar side that, you know, all the general contractors would come in. And I just remember whenever we'd uh, do a shot together, I guess they were, uh, are they Polish? When they, we say Nastrovia, when you're <laughs> taking a freaking shot. Nastrovia. That's a good one. What the hell does that mean? Um, it means cheers. Uh-huh. I'm pretty sure. I mean... When I say pretty sure, I'm saying like 95, so I'm not 100% sure. Anyhow, I would work four hours and I would leave with $400. So $100 an hour. And then I I was lucky enough to work for a company that said, Psst, you want to get paid under the table? Or <laughs> I was like, heck yeah. So, but... At that time in my life, I wasn't getting deep sleep. And if I could go back in time, regardless of the wages I made, I would definitely choose sleep over what I was doing. Yeah. Do you know that people <laughs> aged 60 years old and older don't have the same capabilities that anyone younger than that would have during sleep? Whereas like... What do you mean by that? The brain doesn't function the same. So, you know, if we get eight hours of sleep, the information we retain from the day before leaves the hippocampus, moves to the neocortex. The hippocampus is the part of your brain, which is just um, temporary storage. Mm -hmm. That's how you can see it as. So at night, it's important to get eight or more of sleep so that that information moves over to the neocortex, then making more room for you to retain additional information the next day oh. it's like um what is that a memory disc that you put yeah. in yeah so it shuttles the information mm-hmm. to the other side of the brain that way you can learn a ton more the next day mm-hmm. and the studies had even proven that a nap in between you know your work day yep. would benefit yeah like the the nasa nap if you're going to take a nap, have it be anywhere from 25 to 30 minutes or 90 minutes. Nothing in between. So it's like pick one or the other, and that'll be the most optimal thing. And drink a cup of coffee just before your nap or whatever your caffeinated beverage is. Chug that before your 30-minute nap, and it will help out with your overall performance after the nap. Hmm. So, so those who were awake throughout the day became progressively worse at learning without a nap. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. That's good info. Where are you learning all this stuff? Why We Sleep. Matthew Walker nice. is the author. Yep. It says... He's been everywhere. 60 Minutes, National Geographic, Nova Science, NRP, BBC. Any, any of the books we mentioned, I'll make sure to link them in the show notes. So just be sure to check them out. Matthew Walker, Professor of Neuroscience and psychology at the University of California, founder and director of the Center for Human Sleep Science. Hmm. We did describe how we both felt on minimal sleep 
and it doesn't sound good at all. So Yeah, it sucks, guys. Just do your own personal test and look up different ways to hack your room so you can just set yourself up. I know we got like the blackout curtains. We don't have a chili pad yet, but we do have Honeywell air purifier, mm-hmm. some snake plants, yeah, all this the stuff. Snake plants help with oxygen, but mm-hmm. sleep is definitely something that is on my priority list. And it's good to have you here as my husband because we teach each other things and you know, you teach me with this PE diet. We help each other with, you know, our sleep routines and bada bing, bada boom. You scratch my back, I'll rub yours, all right? That's what it is. All right, well, hey, so there is another thing that I'm working on this week. I am going to be figuring out our 401k contributions. Dun, dun, dun. This is super important uh, because, you know, turns out, that maxing out your 401k is one of the most powerful ways to reduce taxes. So if you're going to be having a good year, make sure that you max out your contributions. So uh, it's for your 401k, it's 19500 And if you got an HSA account, it's another uh, $3,600. So all that would be deducted from your overall taxable income should you max it out. Good and, to know. Yeah. More tax deductions. Who doesn't love those? Exactly. And so I'm, I'm pumped. I'm going to be figuring out just making sure we're going to get all that this year. The reason, or one of the reasons at least, we moved to Texas was for the... No state taxes out here, which is great. So then that's not the same as a tax deduction. Correct? Well, it's not a tax deduction. We're just not getting tax state taxes. So if you live in Indiana, if you live in Illinois, you have, you're getting taxed for just working from there. The state will tax you. Texas... They're not about that. It's awesome. Awesome. So we only get taxed federally. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and really, I if you guys don't have any finance gurus, there's a couple guys that I started out with. Um, one, Mr. Money Mustache. His blog still stays current and relevant with everything that's going on. And then also Ramit Sati. He has a book that stayed very relevant just over the years. And he does like little rehashes of it. It's called I Will Teach You to Be Rich. I'll make sure to link that as well. And, you know, as far as that, you know, what, what else you got? Like, did, like. So, paychecks. We get paid bi weekly typically every okay. day, right? So, sometimes we have additional fudge left over after the bills, right? Mm-hmm. Just a little bit of fudge. Some fudge. You know, and bills. I'm including the groceries in that category, too. So even after the groceries are done, got that fudge left, you know? (laughs) So sometimes we're hanging out at the house and we're like, we don't feel like cooking today. Let's spend some of that extra fudge on delivery. Not DiGiorno. But I was thinking, Mm -hmm. if you put a measly 200 biweekly, into a savings account, three hundred biweekly. You're at four or six hundred dollars a month times twelve for the year. Now all of a sudden you got seven thousand two hundred dollars in savings. Yeah. If you can do it, so I think instead of keeping, you know, that additional fudge, you could just put like a hundred or something. That's coming from somebody who's used to, you know, playing around with the fudge. 
Yep, play around with the fudge or keep the fudge underneath the mattress. I mean, it's cool if you take that fudge 7,000 times that by three years, that's over $21,000 in investments. Exactly, but, but you know what? Find you, a 10% return. Honey, 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 you yes. don't want to keep the fudge under the mattress. No, you don't no, keep the don't fudge keep under the mattress. keep the fudge under the mattress. You want your fudge working for you. You're right. So how do you get your fudge working for you? Investments, you Ex just said it. Exactly. Let's talk about another reason you don't want to leave fudge under the mattress. It stains. When was the last time you guys looked at your homeowner's insurance policy? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, when's the last time you did that? Huh? I know we got some homeowners that listen. There's a handful of homeowners out there. What do you got to say about homeowners policies, please? Well, I have a family member who was recently engulfed in a fire. Just kidding, it was their house, but... <laughs> <laughs> Either way. Could have held could have held off. Let it sink in before before giving it away. <laughs> Either way, you might need to look it over. You might need to insure your home every year for a different price. You know, maybe those prices increase. Maybe you're doing renovations to your house and now it's worth more. Maybe you have actual cash value versus replacement value of your belongings. You know, your personal property. And all of this is very important. Everyone is just one chicken wing recipe away from burning down your house. Exactly. I just want you guys to know that. <laughs> That's my point. You know, and I think it's important to really understand exclusions of your insurance policy. What are the top three things that a person should go look at? I would say right now, based off of the fire, replacement costs basis versus actual cash value is really important and, and knowing the difference between those two and ensuring yourself for appropriate amounts. I would also become familiar with adjusters and what they do and how much control they have over a process and becoming more familiar with a public adjuster, you know, and, and having the option to do that, knowing that you don't have to stick with the adjuster that you're insurance provides you with mm -hmm. it's like going to jail for doing what Pee Wee Herman did <laughs> okay <laughs> you know you don't have enough for a lawyer and they're like well the court or state appoints you this attorney free of charge you're gonna just keep that attorney or are you gonna try to raise some money mm -hmm. to get a better attorney right so that's how a public adjuster. Well, and I think the important thing too is just to understand who has your best interest in mind. Mm -hmm. The intent mm -hmm. of the, the parties. The intent, yeah. So it's like, and that's, and then it's for you to decide if you want to go with someone else that you maybe you did research on and you trust, because really they're going to both give you compelling arguments on why you should stick around, mm -hmm. and just having additional research beyond the words that they're saying mm -hmm. and knowledge and know-how is probably the best route to go. To make an educated decision based off of truth versus sales pitches. Definitely. And and like typically going into these things, like in my experience and our experience, Chris, like although we are one chicken wing recipe away from a fire, how much are people really doing research or, you know, digging into their insurance policies and really understanding what these insurance terms mean? Mm -hmm. Right. So. Yeah, research takes time. 
stop. I love that how much we've been learning just on it. Well, one, you've been learning, and then I've just been getting the peripheral knowledge. I haven't dove in deep. But uh, I just can tell that hesitation is a killer if you're unable to make decisions and, like, like people just being overall confused and changing direction 20 different ways. Like, that is, like, you're losing money by wasting time. Mm-hmm. So. Also, the third would be to know that you can purchase additional fire insurance policies or just additional insurance in general. Yeah. For example, catastrophic insurance policy is different from a catastrophe insurance policy. Everyone knows what a catastrophe could be deemed as, and if you don't, look it up, but catastrophic insurance policies designed to help pay for major medical emergencies, accidents, and illnesses. I was thinking like catastrophe was going to be like uh, a sinkhole just comes into your house and engulfs it, and I was thinking the catastrophic would be like a triple homicide from Johnny across the street coming in through a window. But I was completely off and wrong. Same, same, but different. Yeah, I see that now. <laughs> <laughs> I say thanks for that. I did not know we were going to be diving into insurance, but you never know what you're going to get on the Cresley Pod, <laughs> everyone. Hey. Hey. Uh, so diving into some other, other topics, though. Did you know Nomadland won Best Picture at the Oscars? It's a Netflix one, I think. <laughs> I didn't know that either. I never even saw the film, but hey, fun fact. You know, I had this other thought that came across when I had to borrow the trimmers from our neighbor across the street. And, you know, our bushes were getting a little long. He's talking know, about the outdoor bushes. Outdoor bushes, not the indoor bushes, if you know what I mean. And so I had to go outside, trim the hedges. I'm out there. The outdoor hedges. Yeah, I'm out there trimming the hedges, shaping them exactly how I want them to shape with this high-powered trimmer. Leslie comes out. She's watching. She's in- intimidated by this raw power of this machine. It's not true. Yep, it was true. I'm thinking. I'm like, wow, power tools are super fun. Why do dads always make them look like, you know, super serious? The only manly men can do. It's like really, they're just out there having a blast with high-powered tools. It's because they don't want you to mess up their stuff. Yeah, or they don't want you to have fun. They just don't want to share their tools. Like, my dad taught me some stuff, but, you know, he kept the jackhammer. He, he kept that for himself. Just just a thought, all right? Well, I can go back into the insurance policy and said, what about the cost replacement value? Are they taking depreciation next to its actual age? What does that mean? Don't what? touch other people's stuff if you ain't going to oh, pay for it if okay. it breaks. <laughs> you got me there, baby. <laughs> All right. Good wait, point. Wait, 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 wait. Okay, all right. Go. All right, all right. Who am I? Leslie. 1831. Failed business. 1832. Ran for state legislature. Lost. Okay. Also in 1832. Lost my mother- job. Lost your job. Lost legislature. 1834. Ran for state legislature again. Okay. 1835. My sweetheart died. God. 1836, nervous breakdown, six months in bed. <laughs> 1840. Uh-huh. 1843, ran for Congress, lost. 1846, ran for Congress again, won. Okay. 
And lastly, 1860, elected president of the United States. Who am I? Donald Trump. 1860. Oh, okay. Hoover. Abe Lincoln. Abraham Lincoln went through all that hardship. Abraham Lincoln. He lost the love of his life. Yeah, I also didn't say because I didn't want to put him out there like that, but he asked someone to marry him, and she said no. What? Yeah. So he was rejected, and then the person that he did actually marry, their spirit and soul and life rejected him too, (laughs) and didn't want to be here any longer? That's Abe Lincoln. That's a story. That's I'm not laughing. I'm just saying, my dude. That's a story of triumph. It is. It's a lot of rejection. It is. I feel like I get rejected every single day. Like a guy, guy, Royal Canine rejected me today. Who'd ever thought? How many times did you call on that man? Three times. Yep, and he rejected you three times. But let's talk about. Okay, go ahead. For a second. Okay. Let's talk about the people who denied you over and over more than three times Mm -hmm. and then a year or two later next thing you know they're doing business with your company now you're getting commissions yeah look at that commissions dollars so that's the point of me saying that is don't let small minds convince you that your dreams are too big that is awesome sick of small minds me too sick of them me too probably not sleeping enough yeah, and then they're not sleeping enough, and then who knows what their gut microbiome is like. I don't even want to know what their gut microbiome is like. Me neither. You smelled mine the other day, <laughs> this morning. And, you know, it reminds me, though, of a story, like of rejection. Mm-hmm. So it's not when you told me no the first three times in our first conversation outside of Purdue Calumet where I asked for your number, and then on the third time of me asking you in the same conversation, you said yeah. But anyways, it's not that. But It's not about what you know. It's about who you know, Chris. Yeah, exactly. It is about who you know. That's what happened. That's why you got that yes. Because I pretended to know someone very well. Anyways, so <laughs> I was in the fifth grade, and I tried out for the basketball team. I tried so hard. You know, I'm not going to blame my dad for not knowing how to do a layup. I'm only going to blame myself for just not being great at dribbling, passing, shooting, whatever. But, you know, I still gave it my all at that tryout, and I didn't make the team. And I remember being hurt. I remember being real hurt. So hurt that I smited sports, and I started skateboarding. And even with that experience... It didn't stop me because when high school came around, me and my buddies, we put our heads together and we created an intramural basketball team called Los Amigos. All right. Nice. We took this team. This team had all basketball players that did not make the basketball team. (laughs) All right. And we took Los Amigos to the championship two years in a row. And on my senior year, I made the game-tying championship shot because I turned my talents into being a spot shooter. They passed me the ball, make the shot, make this three-pointer. Crowd goes nuts. There's only four seconds left on the clock. And then thanks to Milo and Rudy beating up Woody's dad in such a way, such a fashion that it canceled the season. 
No one knew who won the championship. But again, we took the team to the championship. We could have won. That game is still tied. I just want to let it be known that we do not condone violence here. Whatsoever. The dad was out of line. Whatever. Anyhow, I think your story is hilarious. I'm glad that you did what <laughs> you needed to, to with your friends. <laughs> the three amigos. <laughs> Los amigos. But it's... Now that brings me to a story where I tried out for the basketball team. I didn't know what the heck I was doing. Uh-huh. And guess who was on the basketball team? Who? I was. You still made it? You didn't yeah. even, I knew how to play. I knew the rules. <laughs> I knew everything. That's, that's BS. So I think I was like in fifth or sixth grade. And what mm-hmm. was funny is that really just the fact that I didn't know what the hell I was doing. So I would just run wherever everybody else was running. <laughs> well... It was so funny, and my sister came Sounds and like watched. Sounds like a four-year-old. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> my sister came and watched me. It was the sweetest thing. I was so embarrassed. That's awesome. What are you doing here? I don't know what I'm doing. I don't even know what I'm doing here. What number were you? Don't remember. You don't even remember the number. I think, I think it was 666. It's, they don't have triple-digit <laughs> numbers on jerseys. That's <laughs> the matter with you. So... Well, yes, look, if you have an inclination or desire to do something, that's enough to warrant high capability or plausibility that you've got it. You've got it in you. You're right. You know, speaking of Los Amigos, I'm going to say watch out Los Camales because Chris just learned how to make chilaquiles in his own way. And here's a culinary tip for you guys. Chilaquiles is really just tortilla chips and salsa. But with the salsa, you just got to mix it with your favorite spices, that kind of stuff, of course. But also with bone broth or, you know, any type of chicken or beef broth and just cook it down a little bit. Add your cheese, add your sour cream, and that's all it is. So just a, just a fun fact. Watch out Los Camales because some late, late mornings me eating your chilaquiles with my boy fred you know god answered my prayers because i always said i was gonna marry a chef and here i am my husband is a chef mm-hmm. i'm lucky i'm yeah. one of the lucky ones i yeah. love you yeah i love you too don't overcook your squab this is another tip i learned do you know what a squab is what is it it's a it's really just a fancy hen and you really don't want to overcook it you cook it a little bit raw or you eat it a little bit rarer medium meat put game, it in the air fryer game meat don't but, overcook your squab you know i i had two two final bullet points to kind of sum up our our, our weekend and kind of direction going into the week our, our neighbor had a garage sale the other day and she said she was going to give us a neighbor discount six or seven times me and Leslie both told her no. No, you did not. Leslie was the only one who said no. Chris doesn't mind taking handouts. But I looked at Leslie and I was saying no. And then I was still looking because I knew she was going to give us some free stuff. Anyways, walked out of there with a mirror, beautiful crucifix, and a waffle iron. And now I'm going to be throwing down some chicken and waffles. Probably when we get pancake mix or waffle mix next week. But the moral of the story is when someone offers you some free stuff, don't say no five, six times. Just say yeah. Just say yeah. And throw out whatever you don't want after you take all the stuff that you think you kind of want. 
Okay. Waste the stuff in the garbage. Well, Take she, it and waste it. It was just wasting there as well. You're right. I wanted to finish off with just, just this question. Just this question. Okay. What is a life without expectations? What does that look like? And I wanted you guys to think about that. Because I really do believe it only comes down and boils down to one answer. That's all I have on this episode of the Cresley Pod. Leslie, did you have anything else you wanted to to add? Thank you for your time, the utmost patience that you have given us, and stay tuned for air frying recipes. Ooh, those are going to be so nice. I'm out. I'm out. Peace out.